Once upon a time, a network bought a show. Nielsen and the bear decided it had to go. We said it wasn't fair, so we started the show. And we became the amigos. The adios amigos. All right, welcome back to the Adios Amigos against all odd Cios Amigos. We got timeless. <laughs> we got timeless. We're back. We had been Who's canceled, excited? and now we are back. They tried to cancel us, um, mm-hmm. but our daddy owns the network. <laughs> our daddy indeed owns the network. Wow. <laughs> what a way to start. Start off podcasting again, going straight into daddy stuff. You know what? My whole life is daddy stuff. Let's just... <laughs> I'm sorry to my actual father, Rick, who might listen to this. Rick um, and Troy, and my, we my very good monogamous boyfriend as well. Uh, okay, so, so here we are. We are back. Beth, what are some things that have changed since last uh, the folks at home, all 10 of them, have heard us? Well, I believe our last episode was in April of 2016. Since then, uh, we moved to opposite coasts. Completely different cities. From, uh, from where we were, respectively, in Oklahoma <laughs> Yeah, that's and what moving Kentucky, is. <laughs> we just were like, how can we get as far away from each other as Basically, yes. Uh, like, I, I hate to be that person. But um, yeah, so you were in Oklahoma. I was in mm-hmm. Kentucky. Yep. And we talked on the pod about moving to LA, but then uh, life happened. Life happened. And here we are uh, a year and some change later. I married a quote unquote friend of the show, Bram Benderoff, and I'm now Beth Benderoff. No yeah. longer Beth Gooden. Um, um, yeah. Oh, we didn't even introduce ourselves. Good we golly. Didn't. We just, I got a new last name. It was like, not important. <laughs> well, I'm still Melinda Malley. Um, I graduated college and moved back to my hometown of Seattle, Washington. And uh, yeah, I, I kept my name. So that's <laughs> For perspective, yeah. the last time we recorded a podcast, Bram and I hadn't even met in person. Yeah. And I was, I was dead single. Yeah, um, and now you are in a committed relationship, and I... That's what they tell me. <laughs> ...moved to Toronto to be with him and also to be with comedy people. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's everything's kind We're of coming up Millhouse. Everything's coming up Millhouse. I think that sometimes I look around this dumb apartment and I just think everything's coming up Millhouse. <laughs> it happens, like, probably more often than it should. You know what? I I say that a lot, and I pretty much only say it when things are either garbage or perfect. And sure. right now, Beth, everything's coming up Millhouse. <laughs> we'll let the listeners decide which end of Millhouse it's coming up. Who's to say? Who's to say? Ew, which end of Millhouse? <laughs> <laughs> Top or bottom? Pick a wow. lane. Well, for our listeners who, uh, I don't know if there will be anybody who's like, this this podcast that stopped for a year, gonna pick this up. If this you seems don't like know. it would be for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anybody's in that position. If you um, don't know, we um, review 
television series that we feel were canceled too soon. Unfairly. Um, yeah, unfairly, that did not deserve it. Um, currently, <laughs> for the past mm, eight years, we've been on happy endings. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you know what? Uh, the nice thing about life is this is our podcast. So if one day we're like, we're done, we can yeah. just move on. But the the fun of it is we're just going to pick up where the heck we left off. I mean, so. why do anything else? Why, why say, hey, let's start new bits when we have old bits that are evergreen? <laughs> yes. Let me just crack open my Rubbermaid of old bits and let's uh, let's see what we got in there. Oh, we like to have fun. There it is. I found it. <laughs> it's sitting right there on the top. Just right on the top. It's it's on top of some some weird sweaters and opinions about Adam Pally. And a um, big old a big old plaque that just says this is a call out post. <laughs> A it bunch a of pictures of, of Josh Zavidal's apartment? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> if you're a new listener, I'm so sorry. Yeah, um, no. So anyway, we are still on Happy Endings, and we left off. We were going to take like three weeks off. We took a year and, and some change, as Beth said. Mm-hmm. But today we are talking about uh, season two, episode 12 of Happy Endings, called Making Changes, which is an apt title. What an episode to come back on, because this, in my op- opinion, is Casey Rose Wilson's best performance in this show. I think that this episode is fantastic for her and fantastic in all the ways. So I'm I'm happy to be talking about this show again. I concur wholeheartedly. Also, uh, I feel the need to put in Beth. Beth may be in Toronto, but I am in the U.S. of A. today on this, the fourth day of July in the year of our Lord, 2017. So if you hear any any wild explosions, uh, it's not Civil War yet. It's just fireworks. Um, just felt like I needed to, to do a call-out post to all the noises outside my window. I uh, was terrified having experienced... Canada Day for the first time, I was terrified that our our sweet dog Casper was going to be an anxious mess the entire time. But in reality, he's the bravest boy in all the land and didn't cry at all. And these are the Good. kinds of things that my days are filled with <clears throat> in my life now. Yeah, last well, you was... heard, it was all about college and uh, <laughs> my face quitting, and yes. now dogs and married stuff. Yeah, and I uh, actually got a really great job after college, which I then got laid off from um, at a, a delightful downtown ad agency. So uh, I'm doing You're other real Don draperin' it up. Um, actually, I was kind of like a like a sad Peggy, um, but instead of <laughs> sad uh, like, Peggy, <laughs> instead of like climbing that ladder, um, I got kind of pushed off it while hanging Christmas lights. So <laughs> now that's yeah. a visual. Yeah, no, I, I do have a new job. I actually start tomorrow. Life is terrifying. Adulthood is terrifying. Let's get back to happy endings. So this episode. <laughs> what, that was of our happy endings. Let's get back to happy endings, the TV yes. show. Yes. So uh, this episode was directed by Michael Patrick Jan, of all people. From the state and my heart. Um, oh, he's he's the greatest. And it was written by Jackie Clark and the other king of our, pr- prince of our hearts, uh, Gil Ozeri. Yes, I was, that's another reason why this is the most perfect episode to come back on, because I get to talk about Gil Ozeri. And who isn't here for that? 
I was initially attracted to Bran because he looks a little bit like Gillozeri. That's not totally true, but it's good for the podcast. But he does. He does though. I yes, there is. We agree that he does. Bram agrees uh, otherwise with other people who also he's, say he does. He's a nice. He's a nice blend of your least problematic faves. Um, and and <laughs> if I if I get more detailed, people are gonna just think I'm just naming Jewish comedians. Right, but right, I, right. I he he's he's like a nice hybrid of like Gil, a little bit of, of Ben Schwartz. Um, yeah, and kind of his own his own little thing, and also he looks exactly like that teenager that keeps showing up on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> we talked about that not so long ago, actually. So it's funny that you bring that up. Bless yeah, his no, heart. he he he's uh, he's perfect, but he also <clears throat> is definitely just a mix of comedy boys that I was like, this is the one. <laughs> and that's that's what's so funny about about Jake is like I think I was initially attracted to uh now I guess my my long-term boyfriend. Uh yeah, long-term guys. Suck it. You're a penny. Um because he kind of reminded me of like a beardier Sean Hunter. Well, from- and listen, I think any girl, if she gets the chance to date Sean Hunter from Boy Meets World, she's going to take that chance. He had the hair, and like he he at the time that I met him, it was like beginning to be winter. It was late fall, and he like wore a leather jacket, nice. and I was like this, and, and like like work boots, and I was like, what is up, you <laughs> giant man with Sean Hunter hair? And then he cut his hair, but I still think he's cute. So. Unless he's, he's at, like, a nice Lee Pace height for those keeping track at home. So he just really, he kind of just checks all the boxes for me, personally. I've never told the story on this podcast because of, uh, at the time, being uh, drowned in my own feelings. Um, I once tricked Bram into telling me how tall he was. Oh, really? How did you, how did you have to trick him? Well, it wasn't so much a trick, but I, because I had a dream that I met him in person. And this is, uh, Okay, this was back when you guys were doing long distance. Well, actually, this was before we were even dating. So this is just a long distance friendship. Okay. Uh, And I, but I had a big old crush on him and. Can, can confirm. Yeah. (laughs) um, And. I had a dream that I met him in person, but he was only like two feet tall and I couldn't stop laughing about it. And he and the other person who were there were like offended that I was being very rude about his height. And so I told him this dream for the sole purpose that when I woke up, I was like, if I tell him this dream, he's going to tell me how tall he actually is. And as soon as I said the dream, he he said, too bad, I'm 5'11". And I was like... And oh man, <laughs> so yeah, in see, this episode, uh, it, um, when Jane says you just have to woman him, and Penny says so trick him, sexist <laughs> but also true. It was funny because I actually I'll, I'll get into this a little bit more, but this was the first episode of Happy Endings that my my boyfriend has ever seen, and he's not like it's not not necessarily his kind of show. But he's sweet. And so he watched it with me. And through that whole thing, he just was like hands over face about <laughs> the stuff that Penny was doing to Jeff. It was really funny. He just like, and that, when the episode ended too, he was just like, that was the most brutal thing. And I was like, this is, this is a rough episode to watch as a couple when you're just dating, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, and it's so bizarre the last time we we actually have recorded this episode before um so back when we were doing this podcast last year we watched this episode 
to record an episode over it. Um, and how drastically different I feel about the Brad and Jane storyline in this episode being a married woman now. I'm like, no, that is 100% true. I, every single day, like Bram and I chip away at our awful young selves and become adults. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like... It, it, at the beginning of the episode when Jane, you know, to, to set up the plot, Jane, uh, Jane and Brad's story is that they, um, old Brad is the, the Brad that Jane feels that she eradicated from society doing society a huge favor because he had dreadlocks and He's a fuckboy. Uh, I'm sorry. And he, <laughs> he was. Like yeah, yeah but, but Brad was a fuckboy and so Jane believes that she, uh, she's the reason he's not was. anymore. She's the reason he's successful now. Yes. And because and, she, she changed him. So let's, let's... while it's true, <laughs> you yes. know, uh, yeah, if you want to go ahead and get into the rest of the plot of the episode, that would be great. Yeah, so let's just walk through it. So it opens with Penny in, in one of Casey Rose Wilson's, I think, finest moments on the show. Mm -hmm. She comes in with a uh, ski goggle sunburn on cross-country skis, just and, like, yeah, just really barely upright. <laughs> and it, it is, I mean... It is a real sight to watch. It's excellent. Uh, it's excellent prop work, honestly. It is. And, so. yeah, she has just broken up with her uh, now ex-boyfriend. Yes, who is a cross-country ski enthusiast. Which, red flag. If somebody is a cross-country anything, not for me. You know? Yeah, yeah. Not I mean, for I, Penny either. Let's be real. <laughs> I don't mind cross-country runners, but I think once you're out of an academic institution, if you still refer to just <laughs> long-distance jogging as cross-country running, you're a problematic person <laughs> and you should leave. Um, but anyway, so she, she comes in and, and Jane and Brad are just like, what is what is up? Like, this isn't you. And, and Penny just kind of tries to declare um, in her very good-natured Penny Hart's way that she's done changing for guys. And, and Jane really seconds this. She's like, mm -hmm. you you know, you need to stop. Um, you're always changing for the men you date. And she goes, well, sometimes I'll change for a girl if she has cute guy friends, to which I just about laid down, just prostrate on my carpet. And it just, just wanted to really rethink things. But um, You feel it crawl over you and you're like, oh, just dear. Just oh, wash dear. over oh, me like a, like a dirty tide. So Jane, uh, Jane looks across the bar at... Jeff and Jeff is somebody that we're to presume that they know, played by Ryan Hansen of Veronica Mars and one of my favorite canceled shows, Friends with Benefits. Yes, that's true. And and Jeff is a primo fuckboy. Absolutely, hockey Penny, jersey and all. Penny goes. He's wearing shower shoes in a bar. He has a soul patch in a bar. He's dancing the Running Man in a bar. It's so good. I, I, he, he's from the very first sight a nightmare. The soul patch is extremely effective in its grossness. Oh, uh, and he's so blonde. Good he's job. a blonde hair man. And makeup. <laughs> he's a blonde man. Yes. So any facial hair is a risk. That's yes. But oh, it's rough. Oof. So Jane goes, "What about Jeff?" And Penny points out all those things, and and she goes, "He's a scrub." And I don't want no scrubs. And you can't go back on a life motto like that. <laughs> Some good old TLC shout outs. Yes. And, and so and that, not that the is... the learning channel. 
<laughs> Trading spaces. John and K plus eight. This is a call out post. Come on our show. All ten John of you, John minus nine. You're not welcome. Are you kidding? I would kill to interview John Goslin. Oh. I just want to put my hand on his face and ask him where it all went wrong. I don't think I could bear to touch him. <laughs> I just will never forget. He was on. He was being interviewed. Shortly after all the John minus nine stuff blew up, and he—that's a Joel also McHale good. joke, by the way. I, I can't take credit for that. TMTM Joel McHale. Um, but he—he he was getting just just stripped of his dignity by another mm-hmm. uh, roundtable talk show host, some pundit. <laughs> I don't think it was Nancy Grace, but it was somebody in that that vein of of cable access shows or cable shows, not cable access. And uh, that's a different thing. And they were like, oh, you're out there spending all this money on, you know, Ed Hardy clothes and diamond earrings. And I just remember him going, whoa, whoa, whoa. These are CZs. Oh, my god. These are cubic zirconium. These are not diamonds. Not something I can't afford of, diamond but... earrings. Because everything is garbage, you guys. Everything in the whole wide world. Oh, doesn't that just conjure up an image, though, when, when you mention... John Goslin in an Ed Hardy shirt and wearing diamond earrings. I feel it's amazing how how fast my brain pulls that one out of the depths. Just mm-hmm. a definitely a tabloid cover. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel transported to that time. It's almost as though this conversation is a port key. Guess who's reading Harry Potter for the first time? It's Beth. 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 Beth Benderoff <laughs> is doing that. So Jane, uh, her case for changing Jeff to be the man of Penny's dreams and not mm-hmm. a scrub is just woman him. Just woman him around the edges. Woman him a little. Just <laughs> just change him, basically. And and Brad protests immediately. Yeah. He because I think I think a lot of guys, if you said I changed you, they would they would they would think, how have I changed? Because guys, I think, truly are so unobservant that they don't even notice those things within themselves. You know, I think we're all we can all be that way, though. Like, oh, sure. Because as as not just, you know, the end of the episode is that Jane realizes that, of course, she is the same way. Of course, she's a person who doesn't realize she also once was trash. (laughs) Yeah. And and the thing with men, too, I think, is is men make decisions because they they don't want things to change for the most part. And women are motivated by potential for change. Yes, Um, I agree with that. And, and, you know, I don't want to make any any like serious, serious gender you know <laughs> statements like that but i think that's something that is yeah. more more often than not that is just um in in relationships how we think and so absolutely all joking aside it's it's an extremely realistic thing yeah and so so you know they get in the car and and brad is still kind of on the point like he's like you really think you changed me you really think that i'm different you really think you know blah blah, blah. and jane's just like yeah like you know and he's like what you didn't like the old brad She's very matter-of-fact about it. Jane has thought about this a lot. Yeah, she is not. She's not coming to any realizations here. <laughs> this is this is a canonized Jane fact in the Jane binder system. Yes, it's in, in the brain. binder. <laughs> Which you know, like her brain is a, is a series of binders, and this is the old Brad binder. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's laminated and beautiful. So she believes that, and then we just you know, basically Brad kind of concedes. They kind of let it rest. And then However, we, yeah, but but not really though. <laughs> yes. So then we uh, we go to Dave and Max's apartment, where 
Max and Alex are watching a show, uh, I believe it was called Room and Horde. Yes, Room and Horde. <laughs> and they've been allegedly binge-watching it all day. And it's this gorgeous Among cameo. Other addiction television series. Yeah, it's exactly what it sounds like. Hoarders and your interventions, but but fun titles written by comedy people. Yeah, and it features this incredible incredible cameo. Yes. Um, and I don't know the actress's Steve name. In there. Yeah, but Steve Agee plays the husband. So you've got this woman, um, and she's like, "I love my babies," and then it kind of pans out, and you realize oh. she's in a room just filled to the brim with magazines. She's like, "And my babies are what I call my magazines." <laughs> And uh, and then Steve Agee plays her husband, and he goes, this has been hard on our marriage because my addiction is eating magazines. Which, in reality, I understand that she loves her magazines, but honestly, that is the way to keep yourself from being a hoarder. If you she has magazines, chosen- you marry somebody who eats magazines. <laughs> to me, this feels like a no-brainer. Yeah, well, you know, like, sometimes, sometimes people... Um, I, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a parallel. Like, I'm allergic to kiwi, so <laughs> I married somebody who hates kiwi. I don't know, man. You know, yeah. like I, I married someone who's addicted to eating kiwi, and now we can't have kiwi in the house ever because it'll literally kill me. Like, I don't know what the parallel of that would be, and I'm just talking nonsense now. But, <laughs> but basically, Dave comes home, and uh, through a series of of exchanges. Max and Alex, whose brains have been just soaked in a hoarder intervention television, decide that Dave is addicted to V-neck clothing. Which, here's the thing. He is. Uh, yes. Fully 100% addicted to V-neck clothing. But this is fun because one of the, uh, the segments that we introduced r- kind of right before we, uh, we stopped was... TJ and Adam's V-neck countdown. So oh, this episode is like I started off counting, and by the end, I think had lost count because there there's an unprecedented amount of V-necks in this episode, and even more that are unseen because they mention that he is on that he has changed out of several V-necks already. Yeah, what I what got me was they counted through his his v-necks for the day to make the case for him Mm -hmm. being addicted and one of the things they said was that he changed his v-neck shirt halfway through a date yes halfway through yeah what Uh, yeah how does one look i'm not saying i've been on like anyone like a lot of dates but i will say that like even if even if i spilled something on myself or something like that like i don't think i probably would have a spare shirt Mm mm-hmm but mm. Dave, Dave, a man who does not carry a purse, comes prepared. <laughs> Dave feels like the kind of guy who, like, maybe just off camera, he always has a backpack. Can't you see Dave as, like, a backpack guy? He's a backpack guy. He's a backpack guy, right? I mean, totally. That's, that's where he keeps his extra Vs. That's where he keeps, like, a poncho in case he's at, I don't know, a music festival and it starts raining. Like, or a fish he, concert. <laughs> a fish concert, exactly. <laughs> Um, I think that a V-neck addiction is, uh, you know, while it's a fairly harmless addiction to have. It's innocuous, um, to a point. I think, you know, when you, when you reach the point, he comes in, uh, 
proving their point after claiming that he is clean of of V-necks, he comes in having turned one around backwards to make it look like a normal t-shirt, which (laughs) makes me laugh. I mean, truly is... That is one of the best visuals. Oh, yo, we're you're right. We're not there yet. But I'm talking about it anyway. Okay. <laughs> it's one of the best visuals. Like I and it's so good cuz I think the first time you see that, you probably don't necessarily see that as what it is. Do you know what I mean? Like I I think unless you're looking for the visual, it, it can be very convincing that it's just a normal t-shirt. Would you Oh, agree? it was funny cuz Jake Cause... cracked up immediately. Like he no, was immediately really? like, "Oh my god, it's well, on backwards." Okay, and I was so like, "It's a perfect thing that Jake has never watched the show because throughout yeah. this process, I assume that we will have uh some fresh takes from someone who hasn't seen it." That's can amazing. we call them can we call them hot Jakes? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. Why did I not see that? That is like a punch in the gut. Hot Jakes, of course. <laughs> Wonderful. I can't wait for that to be an episode title. <laughs> and I'm so excited for him to guess knowing he hasn't seen the show, seriously. Hot uh, Jakes, Hot Takes. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a call post to Melinda's boyfriend, Jake, come on the show. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> basically, they, they decide Dave is addicted to V-Nex. And then the next thing we, we go to is the diner that they're always eating breakfast in. So, they pretty much eat lunch and dinner food at Rosalita's, which is their mm-hmm. favorite bar. But uh, there's the camera lingers. It's like an interesting choice. The camera lingers on the the window, and we see that the diner is called Emma's. And I'm not 100% convinced we knew that. It may have been... That may have been the hmm. diner in the improv episode that they couldn't get into, and that's why Max starts doing tours. But I really thought that was Rosalita's. Interesting. I also... I suppose that I assumed as well, because this is very new information to me, that it's called Emma's. Emma's Diner, yeah. Hmm. Well, so, then that requires me to rewatch some things. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so basically Jane continues to encourage Penny, um, but Penny is like, no, like, Jeff is as bad as he looks, and his apartment is even worse. She says that there are bar signs, or neon signs everywhere, and... Uh, all of his furniture is... She says something about his furniture, like, it's all... I don't even remember, but she basically sums it up and is like, it's like he's squatting in an abandoned Bennigan's. And one Have of the things... Have you ever he, had the joy of going to a Bennigan's, Melinda? No, so I've looked it up because it's been it's been referenced in a lot of different shows. Yes. And looking it up, it looks like it's basically what Applebee's and Red mm. Robin used to look like. Yes. In the it, sense of... It's exactly that. TGI Friday style, like, uh, similar decor. All of those places had... Yeah, collage. It really is, like, it's it it conjures a specific image. I've been to one Bennigan's, but... And I was pretty young. And I remember thinking, is this an Applebee's? (laughs) Because it's... They all look the same at that point. that's how I feel about TGI Fridays. In history. I didn't grow up in an area populated with a lot of TGI Fridays, but... Yes. I, I yeah, it, it's got the same feeling, and yeah. So she says it feels like he's squatting in an abandoned Bennigan's. A nightmare. <laughs> Sorry. A nightmare. A uh, nightmare. A, a man that you're seeing like squatting in an abandoned Bennigan's. Yes, and one of the things he has in his apartment is a futon, <laughs> or as they pronounce it on the Goldbergs, a futon. A futon, right? And 
Uh, I watched this while sitting on my futon. <laughs> now I don't I don't sleep on it. It's Sulfur. it's a couch. It's not combo stuff as as Jeff professes. But um, listen, I also love combo stuff. <laughs> who doesn't? But uh, you know, I have I have a bed in, at my you know my place. But I also have a futon. <laughs> Listen, I think that you have a free pass to have a futon until the day you turn 30. And then and that was it, the thing, it has to go. That was the thing that really uh, got me about this episode. Because as they're going through Jeff's apartment, um, basically Penny starts kind of concocting ideas. Like, she finds out that Jeff reads Joyce Carol Oates and that he's, he's fiscally responsible. Like, he's not 100% crap, but his taste is bad. And so she starts kind of taking Jane's advice, like she spills coffee all over his hockey jersey that he wears out over. OK, and he's kind of wearing it as a top layer over his coat. So I don't know that how well this this ploy works, yeah, but I know. Um, he's she pulls multiple layers. She pulls two dress shirts out of her bag and is like, oh, no, I don't have a, a napkin. But what I do have is this lovely reversible button down, super nice, whatever shirt and he's like oh it's kind of dope and she's like no it's nice and because uh, as we have not mentioned as of yet uh he his vocabulary is that of um let's see uh a guy you went to high school with who now hangs out at the skate park too much it's he's like like if brecken meyer was still his character from clueless (laughs) (laughs) so she she's trying to kind of improve his vocabulary and everything else and so she does things like oh look i slipped and fell on this lovely mattress in this mattress showroom and it's eight hundred dollars she thought was an all-you-can-eat wings place oh gentrification (laughs) that's how she lured him there and then uh yeah she's like oh no me fall down on mattress which is like yikes best um, that is the greatest. It's- but so she looks at the tag and she goes, ooh, $800. I guess some things are just for the one percenters, which is the most 2012 joke oh ever. Gosh, but I digress. so dated. So $800 mattress. And he goes, well, I was going to buy a video game chair. But I guess this is nice, too. And Jake, my beloved boyfriend. And mind you, we're both in our early 20s. So I don't know if this is nearly as offensive uh, that, that he responded this way as 30-year-old Jeff would but jake first kind of rolled up like a little roly-poly in embarrassment and then uh and then he was like you can there are some good gaming chairs for 500 dollars, but 800 is extreme and then he was like in defense of game chairs and he was like well the the price he's like the price is actually determined by weight capacity no way that cannot be true it is because the idea of a deluxe like gaming chairs apparently are designed to hold a certain amount of weight because they're wired a certain way and so they're a little more expensive if you are a larger individual um, but he he wanted me to give a PSA to our listeners <laughs> that a good so office style gaming chair can be purchased for two hundred dollars or less. <laughs> now, uh, what to say about my boyfriend? Um, um, I can think of the fact that thank God we finally have this voice on our show. 
he's, we've been severely missing out on the video game element. He is that, yeah, he's that. But his thing was, I was like, honey, I think I think he's talking about like one of those um, like pod chairs. And Jake was like, oh my god, no. <laughs> and I was like, what are you picturing? Oh, and he was like, a really right. nice style office chair. Oh dear, oh dear, because. Because oh, I guess dear. a gaming chair is yes. a, a nice wired office chair. Yes. Well, exactly. That and <laughs> of course, so of course, Jake went there in his head instead of what the layman, including myself, oh yeah, were picturing, which is the the video game chairs that your cool friends have when you're a kid. <laughs> your cool friends uh, who I are didn't have thirty one. and you know still live at home but don't have to pay rent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but uh, enjoy that PSA from from uh, my love. I'm so happy to have learned something. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about, and what did we learn? Oh my god! <laughs> so uh, in in between in between Penny talking to Jane and Penny talking to Jeff, we get um, a nice confrontation with Max and Alex, where they wake Dave up, and he says, <laughs> oh my "Uncle Rich." <laughs> And Max says, wait, my oh uncle rich? <laughs> Which is a rough joke. It's so dark. And then, uh, yeah, so they confront Dave, and basically they're like, Dave's like, is this one of those things where you won't let me go back to sleep until I accept your help? My favorite, like, there's, there's an Alex line here that is so pure Alex. It's so good. When she says, I think my baker's been lying to me because she thinks, or been, been uh, cheating me or off. whatever, ripping me off, yeah. Because she thinks a baker's dozen is 11. That is the most Alex thing. It's, it's that amazing. is that is Pete Kirkovich. It is. Um, and so yeah, we see that. So Dave quote unquote accepts their help, and then we get a lovely taste of black ass. Oh, and welcome what a to taste black ass. It is. It's yeah. a full because I, I, old Brad was a fan of the original, but uh, Jackass. Yes, he. Feels that there is a lack of representation for Just black fair. people, which can't like, we what? all agree on that? Well, and what I love about black ass is it feels like the next logical step from, uh, oh, and I guess this joke hasn't been made on the show yet, but when we had Prentice Penny on, he was talking about one of the, the best jokes he ever wrote was Ringling Brothers for Brothers. <laughs> yes! And it was oh a black circus. Yes. And he kind of described being um, being an African-American voice on this show and, and how people would react to those jokes and he'd be yes. like, racist. But um, this seems like one of those kinds of jokes. Of like, it definitely ass. does. That's, we, should, uh, we should tweet at him about this. In, yes. In, indeed. Because, yeah, that is extremely on brand with... It seems like a Prentice joke. It um, does. <laughs> and, and what's great about it is... Uh, so, yeah, it's an all-African-American jackass. Mm-hmm. And um, and basically what he does is he surrounds some pudding snack packs. I can't say that without a Midwestern accent. Snack packs. Snack packs. He surrounds some snack packs with mousetraps. On, is it on a rug or a bath mat, I, those snack packs? Yeah, I'm not sure it, what they're it's on. It's one of the two, it's, but it's, he, he has them on a surface, not on their nice wood floors. And <laughs> yeah, surrounded by mousetraps. Which is a very, it's a, a signature Kirkovich Williams kind of consideration. <laughs> and is. He, uh, that is new Brad coming through for old Brad. <laughs> it's proof yeah. of the plot of the episode, man. It's amazing. So Jane comes home in the middle of this 
And Brad initially sticks the landing, but then as he's scrambling to get up, gets clipped, and he's saying things like, oh no, arm, oh no, nip my nipples. Like, it's just, my yeah. good nipple. My good nipple, yes. Because she, um, because Jane, as any wife would, yanks it off of his nipple. <laughs> and we all have, let's be real, we all know what he means when he says his good nipple. <laughs> been there (laughs) so um yeah so his his response to jane's claim that she you know she's changed him is like well old brad loved jackass and uh you know sugar ray and all kinds of stuff and um and they kind of get in a, a little tiff but he's like this is old brad taking a stand so then um yeah, and Jane is, it's Jane's turn to get idea face. Yes, he, so in the car when he first, uh, when she first says she changed him, she looks at him and she goes, in, in the most, like, it, it's the wifiest thing. Like, it's, <laughs> it's the couplest yes. thing of, she just looks at him and goes, why do you have idea face? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's and, just so real. <laughs> and he, yeah, so in this, in this moment he's like, now why do you have idea face? <laughs> And you can tell Idea Face inspires fear, as it should. Um, as, yeah, absolutely. For this well, couple, oh man. Couple, I think in any couple, there's there's good Idea Face where it's like, oh, maybe they're planning a fun surprise. And there's there's terrifying Idea Face where you're like, they're going to run across the room and jump on me on the couch. That's or, like, or like um, the other day I texted Jake and asked him about uh, <laughs> what I wanted was I wanted basically advice for slash coding a PC game. Don't judge me. And no uh, judgment. And what I texted him was let me find it because it was it was really great. Um yeah, please hold because this 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 was like his version of idea face. I said, <laughs> what do I do to get coding on the PC? And he said, what? And I was like, never mind. And he just goes, that's that's a mom text. That's <laughs> and I said, um- and I said, I'm, I'm just going to pretend I didn't send it. I urge you to join me. And his response was, screenshotted. Oh. That is the definition of idea face in yeah. this context. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's when you know something is far too late. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know you're behind the ball, but yep. you, you, you have no idea where the ball's rolling. You really um, don't. And so, yeah. So Dave agrees to give up his V-necks. And he takes off, you know, they're like, okay, take off the one you have on. And we see that he has this tan that, that Alex calls a farmer's V. <laughs> Basically, he's, he's human color, and then he's very pale for the cutout of his t-shirt. Um, if that makes sense. Um, uh, I uh, will very much say you are wrong when you say he is pale because that is no uh, he's not, not he's just pale he's is. much he no and, and you and i I'm are two offended. very pale people too um no he is he is tan. that's true we share we share our um unfortunate porcelain skin <laughs> we are sheiks of home wreckers come at we us sure are <laughs> um so Guard basically your inheritance boys oh man <laughs> Yikes. Um, 
so yeah so we we see that they call it a farmer's v which really cracked me up it's basically a farmer's tan and with with the v-neck t-shirt outline and this is meant to hit home in the sense of like oh boy dave has an addiction yeah it's it's the point at which the audience goes oh no they're right he's addicted yeah it, at first it seemed a little contrived and now you realize they're not reaching dave's <laughs> Right, Dave's they're not mess. making something out of nothing because not they anymore. like TV shows. This is real. This is real, and it's <laughs> dire. So uh, Brad comes back to the apartment with his all all this quote unquote old Brad stuff. Um, he does mention Sugar Ray explicitly. He's wearing which, a beanie. Yes, and and so basically he comes in. You know what's that smell? It's uh, a dry aged New York strip steak that Jane has made. He wants some because he loves steak. And Jane reminds him that old Brad said he could survive on cereal and turkey dogs. And Brad is like, fine, you know, whatever. You know, this doesn't have to phase him. He's just going to go upstairs and take a bubble bath and soak his new dread. <laughs> it's a spud, but it's growing. And <laughs> a he, great uh, delivery. And yeah, I, like, can't, so I can't do solid. it any no, justice. No, neither of us could possibly... If you don't watch the episode, find a clip, because it's yeah. just so good. And, and Jane Jane does her, like, <laughs> offensive Rasta voice. She's like, Irie. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and Brad goes upstairs, or he's going to go upstairs. And Jane's like, ah, bup, bup, bup. Um, Old Brad didn't take baths. He took showers because his tub <laughs> was full of 311 CDs. <laughs> and to that I say, okay. who among us... At some point or another, has not had a bathtub filled with CDs from a band of your choice. Um, I'm going to actually take I would... it one step forward and say, I think amber has been the color of all of our energies at <laughs> one point or another. <laughs> also, uh, yet another thing that is evergreen. Yes. Um, every, every March 11th. With, like clockwork anyway so uh yeah so so jane is is reminding him of all this and uh brad's response to the thing about the tub was that he couldn't afford a old brad couldn't afford a cd tower <laughs> and i i laughed so hard i snorted <laughs> and it was like it's like the fifth time i've seen that episode <laughs> this episode legitimately dated you know there are like there's some in Happy Endings, what, what was even fun to watch about it last year was that there are some things that are dated, but it never feels um, overly dated. Happy Endings is so much like reference humor. It's yeah. hilarious to be uh, back at this podcast and, and and know that it's been... I mean, I personally didn't watch any Happy Endings during... <laughs> quality. Uh, during the time we weren't doing the show. Uh, so it's, it's crazy to be back watching this another year wiser and love it exactly as much. Same, same. Yeah, it was, it it was was, really delightful. It was delightful. Um, I'm thrilled. (laughs) So, uh, Penny continues to force change on Jeff and she, she does a lot of like, you know, let's go in the bathroom and take that shirt off. And he's like, I'm listening. And she goes, and shave your face and burn that hat. And <laughs> that still kills me. Um, but but he kind of finally pulls back and he's like, hey, like, you remind me of my ex. 
I was with this girl, Emily. We were very serious and we almost got married, but ultimately we, we couldn't go through with it because I wouldn't change for her and I won't change for anybody and you are no exception. And he says, I'm not selling out, Mang. And she basically, Penny hits the gas so hard. Yeah. Like it's almost hard to watch, I felt like in this scene. Because I, well, I see what she's doing. Yes. But at this point in time, I was like, oh my gosh. Because yeah, she is being like, hey, you're a grown ass man. Get your sure. house in order. But at the same time, every time he opens his mouth in this scene, she's like, and we don't say that. And we don't wear that. And we don't do that. And I'm like, you know, at, at a certain point, I feel like you don't like the person you're with. But okay. Well, yes. And, and what's interesting is he's coming at it despite how truly ridiculous of a of a grown man he is he's coming at it from a healthy perspective he is he is and what what got me Which was is, like to me what makes the ending of the episode kind of that much more bizarre I it's guess. kind of satisfying though but yes, so i agree at the beginning though jane says something like and what's under that hockey jersey penny and penny goes a family guy tattoo <laughs> um but yeah so Basically, she she kind of looks at him and she's like, hey, you're a good guy, but at a certain point it's not selling out and we're going to change everything about you. And he kind of <laughs> concedes. And, um, you know, she, she shows him, she like puts a hand over where his hat is and a hand over his soul patch and is like, this could be you. And he kind of agrees, like, okay, this 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 could be me. So we, we next see her at Rosalita's bragging her ass off to Alex about how everything is perfect he's totally changed um and no scrubs is playing in the background and she's like I'm gonna start a blog or a twitter like she's just she's so proud of herself for this transformation and so Jeff walks in and it's it's very much that like post makeover you know music swells and it's no scrubs and he looks so good and all these clothes that Penny picked out for him and he's got all this like natural confidence and she's just so thrilled and everyone's like oh my god he's so hot and he's like, yeah, I bumped into my ex Emily at the flea market and we're engaged. Yes. Mic drop. Which <clears throat> I um I got engaged the day before I got married. So I don't have that much uh real experience here. <laughs> but <laughs> If I saw someone for the first time after having broken up with them and they proposed to me that day, I think I would be more um, worried than anything. Like, I don't think yeah. that would seem uh, like a romantic kind of, uh, like, beautiful ending. And yet, this is the only way for this episode to end. Because Penny, I mean, you know, as we learn... Jane was wrong about her 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 take on this. And, yes, we'll we'll get to that certainly. And, but Penny, you know, she there by proxy was wrong too, and frankly took it very much overboard because I think, you know, when Jane was changing Brad, you know, however you look at that, it was happening gradually over time because they were growing together. Blah blah blah. But but Penny did this so fast. You are absolutely right. She really pedal to the metal man. Just went she did for it, and, it like we're supposed to believe i think a few weeks if not yes. less time than that <laughs> if not less time and we when we see jeff's apartment it is completely redone it looks it's unrecognizable yeah. it's it's gorgeous it's very well decorated um and it it does look like an adult's apartment but it the the 
drastic amount she changed him. I don't know, though, because, like, I look at it as even somebody, like, I've I've done the whole backslide into a serious relationship thing a couple times with the same person. (laughs) And basically, I think at a certain point, if the person is very wrong for you, you just go, let's just get married so we don't have to break up. (coughs) That's not the right approach. And I think if you are with somebody and you break up, I think you have to have a lot of, like, really good talks yeah. To make sure that you're ready to even date them again. Yeah. Or you should. That's what healthy people do. But um, in the world of television and Ryan Hansen playing douchebags, it's who, immediate but, I mean, in a who flea would, market. Like, I'm, I'm just trying to think about it from this girl Emily's perspective. Mm-hmm. So she's she probably was also kind of with this this old Brad type character when she herself was yes kind of a doof, doofy young woman. And probably just outgrew him a bit. And he was like, well, I, I don't view that as growth. I view that as selling out. Okay, fine. Fair enough. And they break up for probably a while. It seems, I mean, it seems like it had to be a while. Yeah, like probably a few years. And From context, he's yeah, clearly not like really years. over her. But at the same time, you know, even if like, let's say he was her high school sweetheart and they broke up after college, they're now 30. And yeah. I don't think that seeing your ex at a flea market and being like, whoa, he doesn't say dope and mang anymore and he's and wearing has a nice no jacket. soul patch. He has no soul patch and I can I can see his his nice hairline, um, which was previously hidden by a backwards baseball cap. Ugh. I just don't think that seeing someone like that, like yeah, it's that is that is too much. I, I have talked myself into believing that it is awful. Um, but at the same time, the point, like the moral is just, hey, Penny and Jane were wrong. Right. And, exactly. And, and you know, TLDR, you know, the, yeah, don't ex- do this thing. Don't do that. And also, like, accept that growth in relationships is healthy and that growing together is the best possible thing that can happen to two people who love each other. They're, they're truly and, and don't like, have to be nothing better. Sorry? You don't have to be identical people. I yes. Mean, Which is yeah. Penny's Penny's main issue in finding love on the show is that, well, up until this point, really, is that she is known for changing too much for guys in uh, ways that are uh, definitely sitcom-y. Um, you know, yeah. she, she will dress differently, talk differently, all, you know, to kind of... Um, assimilate to her boyfriend at the time's life uh and i think it's fun to see her grow into oh i really need to stop changing but then she takes a hard left turn into so i'll start changing the men thanks jane and it's like no that's not better (laughs) yeah there's there's some real self-acceptance stuff with penny that i'm i'm glad that the show does get into yes but um, you know, later. But yeah, who boy. So anyway, Penny um kind of kind of loses uh she I mean she completely loses Jeff and he just thanks her and is like, Congratulate me as if they were never dating. Uh which tells me it was probably like a week or two. Yeah. And then brief. Uh so we we discover that there was an old Jane. Yes. Penny is is lamenting things and they find some old pictures and we find Well, so Jane... is this the very first appearance of that pink hair or yeah. has 
Oh, wow. Because we don't get to the real world episode until next season. Right, 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 right. Okay, so see, the the tough part about being a, like, watcher and rewatcher of this series over the past uh, half a decade is that um, I get so many things confused of when we learn in my head we saw like a we saw a pink-haired jane much earlier so i don't think this is news to me um well that makes sense of course this would be the reveal that makes total sense but yeah uh, so she's described if we're wrong tell us if you exist please do uh let us you know just let us know you're alive and okay um (laughs) I believe also, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, if you could also let us know that you are alive and okay, thank you. <laughs> there's, that's a good there's a real back. That was in the bottom of the box. That's really um, the bottom of the box. The bottom so, of the box. <laughs> so anyway, um, oh boy. Yeah. So we we see what is described at least once in the show as, and I quote, a busted ska punk skank. She when, looks when, like when no doubt era Gwen Stefani. And, uh, yeah, and so Penny, like, reminds her of, hey, you were moshing at a concert, and mm-hmm. you are, you know, showing your boobs to somebody, and Love you're making corn. out with your female college roommate in a hot tub, which is like, okay, Jane is bisexual, let's all get over it. Well, yeah, um, that's, a, that's, a, that's another thing that uh, media has definitely progressed on, which is that I think now, with happy endings, it would just be plainly stated that Jane is bisexual, but... Yeah, show, I don't know though. I think I think bi erasure is still a pretty big issue though oh, in the sitcom community absolutely. because if you're making out with your female roommate well, and also and it's, it's easier to make that joke, the exact yes. joke that this show makes, uh, I think is a joke that a lot of shows make that like, oh, isn't it funny how girls experiment in college? And it's like, no, those people are usually bisexual and we just <laughs> don't talk about it. But you know. Yeah, off our soap box, which is the soap. It, it, it houses the bit box. It's like a Russian nesting doll situation. I see. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Hopefully, at some point, we'll get sponsored, and all that might, you know, <laughs> fit inside of like a loot crate. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, so <laughs> as Melinda likes to say, these are the jokes. These are the jokes. So <laughs> they have an intervention. An intervention. <laughs> Oh. Jake just texted to ask how the recording's going from downstairs in my house. Anyway, uh, Bram real, is real bad, but TV with headphones because oh. technology. That's cute. Isn't it's that cute amazing? Visual. Just sitting on the couch. You can't this, hear him. He's not this is feet. truly the future we were promised. <laughs> <laughs> it literally is. We're killing the game, dude. <laughs> Ooh, high five. So, um. Yeah, they have an intervention uh, with a drug counselor named Phil, played by Phil Lamar of Mad TV, and um, a lot a of voice work. Treasure. Yes, and uh, yeah, just a real treasure. And basically, they hire a real drug counselor, and he's like, "You can't be addicted to Venex." And then Dave is like, "But Venex make me feel safe because of childhood bullying." And he's like, "Actually, maybe you do have a problem, and let's hug." So they all hug. It's also made very clear that Max is banging the drug counselor, oh, which for is really sure. good. He's he's hitting on him real hard. And then uh, we have Scotty, reappearance of Scotty. Yes, who is just the light of my life. And um, and he actually ends that heartfelt moment by saying, "Guys, I think I might be addicted to Vicodin." <laughs> oh no! Oh dear! 
Um, yeah, uh, that's a fun <laughs> thing to drop at the end of a scene. It reminds you, we just recently, Bram, uh, who loved the show Community, had had yet to watch the last two episodes of it. Oh no! Uh, so for the first time the other day or the other night, we we watched the uh, Community penultimate episode and then also yes. the fun, the finale and um at the end of that in their final hug like the, the group's Chang. final hug Chang. <laughs> i'm gay like for real gay like and seriously guys i think i'm gay <laughs> and it's the best reveal and that is exactly immediately what that reminded me of watching this episode today was was Chang. seth morris as scotty was really uh, channeling Chang. Before it ever happened, he was channeling yeah, Chang. Or, um, or vice versa. Anyway, uh, but yeah, it was really funny because Dave tells this really great story about like, you know, when he was a kid, he would get, bullies would grab him by the scruff of, of his collar. And if he had a V-neck, he could wiggle out and run away shirtless, I guess. And uh, he's like, yeah, I guess it just made me feel safe. And when he's done, there's an emotional beat and Max goes, wow, what an inappropriate forum for such a long and boring story. <laughs> Which is 100% let me say this something we would say to each other oh on god this podcast. well we i mean i i remember hearing this story about when amy schumer met pete davidson and he told her the very heartfelt story of you know they exchanged life stories and, and their situations with their dads and hers is that her father has multiple sclerosis and it's very mm-hmm. debilitating and it's been hard on her family and pete davidson's stories that his father was a fireman who perished in 9 11 and and she goes yeah she's like we we got real and then I like when he was telling halfway through his story I pretended to take a phone call (laughs) (laughs) because they were both like emotionally stunted comedy people solid what else do you do but pretend I but I think that pretending to take a phone call can be a hilarious thing to do in a billion different situations so I support oh yeah oh I think I think he I mean I think it was funny or she wouldn't probably have have yeah. told a magazine well, about it if it was just a douchey Davidson, thing she did. Possibly the coolest, you know, the coolest young comedian. He uh, is with with the voice of an older background actor from the Bronx. <laughs> Put that on his biography cover and sell it. Yeah, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's he's the one that looks kind of like Ray Romano. And sounds like if you put Ray Romano in, like, a hole. <laughs> he reminds me of, like, every time I hear his voice, I think about that guy. Anyway, um, I, I need to Google his name. Anyway, so yeah, old Brad and previous Jane, because she doesn't like the name old Jane, uh, have, have a night together. Um, and previous Jane looks like, no doubt, Era Stefani. She's mm-hmm. got, like, an onk necklace and, like, is wearing a bikini top over a mesh shirt. And has kind of hair. ombre hair before it was cool as well. Well, I think those were clip-in oh, extensions, for sure. definitely. So that's just kind of the look she achieved. Yeah, um, uh, but she definitely is. It's it's a, a look that could be seen on the runway now, which is strange. She's she's serving looks for she's sure. Serving looks. Um, and so they're like, you know what I want to do, and it looks like they're gonna have sex, but they just have a nice steak because they're grown-ups, I guess, and grown-ups don't. I don't know. Grown-ups never have sex or even kiss each other. Right, Mom and Dad? <laughs> it's a possibility that I have some deep-rooted issues. Yeah, your husband's still got those headphones on, right? Anyway, um, 
So Penny uh, has given up on changing for men, but then she meets a nice British guy at the bar and affects a British accent. And then he's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I always change for women. I don't know why I crave attention like this. And he goes, I was a preemie. And she immediately goes, me too. And then she goes, no, I was not. I am so sorry. I don't know what's wrong with me. She also says, no, I was not. I was five weeks late. She's <laughs> she's the anti-preemie. Five weeks late is, first of all, so perfect for that character. Mm-hmm. Of course she came out of Megan Mullally's womb five weeks late. Like, liter- <laughs> truly, of course. Um, Singing true colors and twirling a baton. <laughs> that is on fire. Um, yeah, it's... I think that that is so funny. I also... Um, I think that, you know... Maybe that's Penny's soulmate. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe but then she just walks away from him. Yes, yeah, she does. Well, I think she realizes, friends. like, oh, I am not healthy enough for this at this point. <laughs> Which is great. Yeah, um, it's a that wise decision. Is the best decision we can arrive to. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So they all kind of have a little, a little wrap them up. Uh, their their standing table, not their usual booth. And Dave comes in, and we see that Dave is wearing what's he wearing, Beth? A good old turtleneck. A neck of the neck of a turtle. Yes. He's um, he's gone into... Um, he's overcorrecting. Overcorrecting. Exactly. He's driven into the other ditch. Full speed. Um, and yeah. And so then uh, they all have like their little moment. And Dave... It, it's a freeze frame like the end of mm-hmm. Breakfast Club. And he, he punches the air and they freeze frame. And then uh, a title comes up and it says... Three hours later, Dave relapsed. He was last seen wandering around an outlet mall, seeking that sweet V-neck high. And, frankly, they can't take V-necks away from that character. (laughs) What are they going to take away next? A poorly managed food truck? Yeah, they already took away Alex. (laughs) His relationship with his dad? What are they going to do next? What, What is, is nothing sacred? Nothing is sacred in the land of happy endings. That's not true. And that's our show. show. (laughs) (laughs) We're back. Yeah. So um, that is the end of of making changes. And uh, what did we what did we learn today? Um, Going back to what I learned, I learned all about gaming chairs and what they actually are and that I've pictured the wrong thing this whole time. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's I, true. I also learned that wow, we talk less now than we did a year ago. That is for sure. <laughs> uh, I think we're less for alone. For those who don't remember, we definitely had some way too long episodes. <laughs> We like to talk. We have a lot we, to say. We have a lot of opinions. We need to get them out there. We stayed more on topic this time around. Um, well, I think, I think um, you know, well, I lost the analogy that I was going to say, but it was going to be beautiful. Just trust me. Mm, I do. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what I've learned is that grownups don't ever have sex or kiss ever. <laughs> and a married lady down. told me that, so... <laughs> Excuse me, teller. I would like to take that to the bank. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you all so much for bearing with us this past year. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm ending a telethon. Uh, 
Yeah, we just uh, just want to say thank you to the Arthur Vining Davis Foundation. Oh my gosh. And uh, no, um, it's, it's a bad bit. I'm going to end that bit. What? Listen, it's great to be back. It is. It feels right. It, it feels, feels right. right. It feels natural. It feels smooth. It feels funky. Uh, Beth? Yeah. Did you like just get a wax or something? Like, what is that analogy? <laughs> channeling some Harris Whittles to uh to end our first episode back give me that wheat all right everybody <laughs> have a great night or whatever you can find us on twitter at the audio Sim- wait what is yes, our show we're twitter on, we're on twitter at the audio amigos at melinda malley <laughs> could have fooled me um and <laughs> at beth benderoff um, yes, and which, we are uh, also on Facebook at The Audios Amigos and on Instagram there yes, as well. Which a photo has been posted to, so we are using it. Yeah, confirmable. Check out. Confirmable. Check out a- it happened. We used our Instagram. <laughs> I did it. Good job, team. I did it solo. What are you talking about? <laughs> I just like to feel a part of something. That's why I do this podcast in the first place. And on that note, I'm Melinda Malley. And I'm Beth Benteroff, not good in... Adios. Adios. (laughs) And hitting stop. (laughs) Mia.